Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available weekdays on iHeartRadio. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the second day of February 2023. We have a clip from Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Hear ye, hear ye. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhog ease, directed this, President Dunkel, to the proper scroll, which reads, I see the morning has brought the finest people. I see their bravery and spirit. The time has come, I can feel it. The excitement, I can hear it. I see the folks with gray in their hair, and I see the kids all young and scrawny, their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. I see that everyone knows their part, and I am merely the sage. But above all else, I see a shadow on my stage. And so, no matter how you measure, it's six more weeks of winter weather. And there you have it. Pugsantani Phil has seen his shadow. The tradition seems to have its deepest roots in the Catholic and Lutheran Candlemas celebration and centered around Germany, where the badger was the animal of choice. The North American roots are in the Pennsylvania Dutch, or Amish, where the groundhog is more common. The town of Puxatani has made a grand show of the event since 1887. Things were much more dire in jolly old England in 1349. The plague was ravaging the city of London. The city had a population of 40,000 or so, and 200 per day were dying from the disease. Showing its Dutch heritage, New Amsterdam is incorporated in 1653. Of course, in time, it will be handed over to the English and become New York. Some fiction has a basis in truth. The backstory to Robinson Crusoe occurs on this day in 1709. Alexander Selkirk is rescued from an island 400 miles off the coast of Chile. He had been marooned there with some supplies four years earlier. Selkirk was a privateer and insisted the ship he was on was no longer seaworthy. He was in fact correct and it will founder a few days after he was left on the island. The first shipload of Chinese immigrants arrive in San Francisco in 1848. This is also the same day the treaty is signed ending the Mexican-American War, which made California and much of the West U.S. territory. It's a good day for baseball, or at least leagues being formed. In 1876, the National League of Professional Baseball Clubs is formed with teams in Boston, Chicago, Cincinnati, Hartford, Louisville, New York, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. Then 24 years later, Boston, Detroit, Milwaukee, Baltimore, Chicago, and St. Louis will agree to form the American League. Being the nice guy he was, Adolf Hitler dissolves the German parliament just two days after they made him chancellor. The year is 1933. There's one point our founding fathers knew very well. Unchecked power will be abused. Wrapping up to a war production stance, U.S. auto factories shut down auto production in 1942. Vince Lombardi signs a five-year contract to coach the NFL's Green Bay Packers in 1959. He will stay in that position for a total of eight seasons, stay one more as general manager before ending his coaching career with the Washington Redskins. 
I've never made a claim to any amount of athletic ability. But pole vaulting seems to be the most magic of all events. It just does not seem possible. In 1962, the first vault over 16 feet is recorded. To bolster my point, on the same day, eight of the nine planets aligned for the first time in 400 years. Coincidence? I don't think so. The current world's record is 20 feet 4 and 1 half inches set last summer. The G.I. Joe action figure debuts in 1964. There is a debate if it should be called a doll or not. I would offer that the way boys play with the figure is vastly different than the way girls will play with a Barbie. What folks do not want to admit, the brains of the two genders are wired differently. I say two, and that's all there are. Those with a Y chromosome and those without. 1973, the Midnight Special Rock Music Show debuts on NBC television. The show ran in the time slot after Johnny Carson, when most stations signed off for the early morning hours. Initially, the network did not like the idea, but allowed creator Burt Sugarman to buy the time slot and find his own sponsors. It featured popular music groups in live performances and ran for nine years. On the show that night, Helen Reddy was the host and featured Ike and Tina Turner, The Birds, and Don McLean with others. The night was Graham Nash's birthday. Nash was a member of The Birds and was 31 at the time, making him 71 today. That's history and comment for the second day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.